right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Stop the presses. Let's go live to Brett Brown right now outside the Sixers locker room. I think, you know, you, you walk that tightrope of trying to guard good guards that can penetrate and also good guards that, you know, can, can shoot the three. And uh, we, we really had no answer for their point, for their point guards, Dinwiddie and D'Angelo. I thought had great games. You know, as a team, they made some threes. And uh, we really tonight had a difficult time defending them. About what? I mean, I think it's always something that, you know, it's a partnership you're trying to get better at. I think when you have a pick and roll situation, it's a partnership where you got to set up the, the screen maybe better than we do. Um, you know, I think Amir's veteran sort of uh, experience allows him to navigate screen setting a lot easier than the other young guys. In general, you're always looking to set better screens. Brett, when you look at this game, and you go back and say, if we had done this, it would have turned out differently. What would it have been? I mean, you, you, you go to this sort of, they are an analytic sort of, um, you know, blueprint to how young teams want to play. They want to either shoot threes, get fouled or get layups, you know, get to the rim, get fouled, shoot threes. And the volume of threes we knew were going to come, um, I think it's just that individual sort of pride in guarding your men and sticking to our rules like I edited halftime was rogue, like we're leaving corners, you know, we're overhelping. Um, I help that we were sort of uh, directing the players to wasn't there. And I think that defensively we were poor. That, that's who we are. You know, I think we're third or fourth in the NBA. I like where we're trending defensively. But tonight, you know, you, you felt like you were 24. And uh, the three-point shot, containment of the ball, are the things that I believe I'm going to see in the, in the tape. Does that happen at the end of a long road trip, maybe? It can't, though. Like, maybe it, can, maybe, maybe it does, but it just can't. Like, you know, this is the NBA. And so, you know, we, we, we leave disappointed. That's a poor loss. 
And, you know, we, we didn't guard. We're going to look at some things offensively. You know, I got to find a way to get Cub way more involved. You know, he, he, he needs to be way more involved. And I thought that our bench, you know, struggled tonight when you start looking at the raw numbers of the bench. That's Brett Brown, Robert Covington at six points in the game. And among the bench scoring, McConnell two, Amir Johnson seven, Anderson at two, Booker at six, and that's it. So again, the final, 116-108. The Brooklyn Nets defeat the 76ers. Brett Brown calling it a bad loss. We'll have Brian Seltzer next from our flagship station. Our postgame coverage continues after this. This is the Philadelphia 76ers Radio Network. All in all, it was a respectable month of January for the 76ers, but on the final day of the month, definitely, definitely not the outcome this team was looking for. Sixers fall in Brooklyn 116-108 in the finale of a four-game trip. Sixers had a relatively full complement of players on the roster available tonight. Got off to a great start, led by nine points early on in the first quarter, but then suffered what was kind of a tone-setting drought for the rest of the game at the end of the first into the second, D'Angelo Russell got hot. Spencer Dinwiddie was potent throughout the game. And the backcourt for Brooklyn on a balanced night for the Nets, which entered with a record of 18-33. and 33. Very much difference-making factors as the Sixers fall uh, for the third straight time and are now 24-24 and 24 on the season with a 116-108 defeat to the Nets. Sixers were led by Joel Embiid, his 23rd double-double of the year with 29 points, 14 rebounds, and 2 assists. Ben Simmons aggressive again with 24, efficient again, 11 of 16 overall, 2 rebounds and 7 assists. J.J. Redick looking relatively sharp in his return. Had some good moments, got into a rhythm it looked like for him. 20 points in the game, 9 to 10 from the free throw line, and 3 for 4 from outside the arc. But it was the Nets after the Sixers went up by 1, 92 to 91 early in the fourth quarter that answered with an 11-zip run. And ironically enough, it was Nick Stauskas who hit the three-pointer to get it going, and Jaleel Okafor, who capped the stretch off with a two-pointer over Embiid that represented a key juncture of the game that helped set up the Brooklyn Nets a little bit further and more comfortably for a win tonight. Tom McGinnis called the game at Barclays Center this evening. Tom, the Nets, we talked about this before the game. This is an upstart team. It's a team that plays fast, and as Brett Brown discussed afterwards, very analytically minded, and a lot of those factors combined as they shot the ball well from outside the arc in the win. Yeah, they really did. They played well, no question about it. And like I said, you know, who knew Spencer Dinwiddie is this good? But he had 27 points, got fouled, made his free throws. Good point on the bookend baskets by the former Sixers and Stauskas and Okafor. And, you know, you'd have to think without question numerically in terms of what Brown, what Brown said, you know, shooting threes and all that. They had a great night and one of their better nights of the year shooting. And it came against a Sixers defense that I thought was pretty good early on when the Sixers took a four-point lead. But as you say, that there was that spell toward the end, which was in the end the one of the differences in the game. But there was another 11-0 run, and they opened the second quarter and an 8-0 run. It's just, you know, those spurts, it's just like losing streaks. You can't allow them to get the three and four. got to nip them at two. You know, the really good teams are able to, stay even and trend upwards stay over that mean line if you will that median uh you know like you want to be trending upward and be peaking and the same thing in a game you just can't allow the the opposition to get away from you and that's what happened here and brooklyn saw an opening they took it and they get a big win for themselves at home here tonight
over the Sixers. 116-108, the final score from Barclays Center. Three ties, but 21 lead changes in tonight's game. It seemed like, Tom, the Nets were able to start to get inside, get through the paint in the second half. That helped turn things. And you could tell, listening to Brett Brown afterwards, listen, we know that this is now going on five years. He's not going to pull any punches. That this was one, and he spoke about it with you beforehand, that it's like you look at opportunities in a very tightly packed bottom half of the Eastern Conference top eight standings, and this was one they had their sights set on. They did. And, again, they don't really look at it like we look at it as fans or you know, call us ourselves reporters. But on the other hand, you know, big picture, as you said, he didn't dodge it. This is a game you should win. You want to you want to get to the playoffs, you got a game, a team 15 games under 500. It's the type of game you, you got to take care of. And let's be honest, the Sixers, you know, you go to Memphis, that's another game you probably could have, should have won on paper. You're like, all right, they're struggling this year. This guy's out, Parsons is out, Conley's out, and on and on. And then the Sacramento games, the Phoenix games. I mean, that's just – and then, you know, let's give credit where credit's due. These players and these teams, are they're, they're really good. I mean, there's no layups, uh, you know, so it's not easy. You got to – that's why as coaches, you got to take care of business and make sure you guys are in a position, your team is in a position to continue to excel and be in position to succeed. But, yeah, it, it's tough, uh, you know, coming in. You're right. This is a game you think the Sixers should win. As I said last night, you know, or earlier, but last night the net, the Knicks beat the Nets for the fourth time, and now the Sixers are ahead of the Knicks by not by much, and you got one of your opponents, you know, a team that's going to be vying for a spot as well, beating them four times, and and you can't beat them. So, three more games with them, and then a huge weekend coming up. But uh, the Sixers one step forward, and, and right now 48. I mean, and one step back, it's, they're even 500 after 48. Well, and you make the point after tonight's 116-108 loss, a big back-to-back home road coming up this weekend, Friday national TV against a Miami Heat team that recently ripped off seven straight wins. They're fourth in the East currently. They're trailing Cleveland by three on the road. And then Indiana, it's seventh, and a couple games ahead of the Sixers. That's on Saturday. They beat Memphis at home tonight, 105-101. So a few teams in Memphis and Indy that maybe you don't hear a ton about nationally, but they played really well this year. Absolutely, and I'll see you two and raise you one, and that is Wednesday or Tuesday. The Sixers have Washington. Yes, that's and right. So you keep hoping for the Sixers. And they just did it. They went three games over 500 with that win at San Antonio, and overall they've been playing well coming into this game, having won nine of 12. But you know, and you keep waiting for what now you, what almost has to be a pretty substantial winning streak to put yourself in a position where you could feel pretty good going into that last third of the season you know, around the end of February where you know you're going to be in the playoffs, but it's still it's still up for grabs at 500 right now. So, and those are those are tough teams. And here's another, here's a team in Miami. The Sixers are going to play four times, uh, including two times in the not-too-distant future down there. And to your point about Indiana, Victor Oladipo, you're like, wow, they lost poor Paul George. Well, he's matured. And I'll tell you one thing with Indiana and Oladipo, just reading a little bit about that ball club from a few weeks back. But, you know, Kevin Pritchard went out and, and, and met with Victor Oladipo and said, look, we want you. And I think it's a case of a young player really coming into his own in his fourth season, I believe fifth season in the NBA, where now he has confidence, he's got great ability, and he's playing real. Sabonis is good. they got some good young talent. And I think everybody kind of projected that Indiana would be struggling and rebuilding. Well, guess what? They're in the mix. So, yeah, so for the Sixers, you just got to – they've been playing well. Again, they shot it well. All these things, well, they just didn't defend well tonight. 
uh, good enough to win the game, and it's it's hard to win on the road, and it come and you come away with an L here at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Only about two hours away from home, Tom. Have an easy trip back. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. Good night. 116-108, the final score. Nets over the 76ers. Embiid with 29 and 14. Simmons with 24. Redick with 20. But guys named Dinwiddie, 27. D'Angelo Russell, 22. Thought Damari Carroll, Jared Allen, Allen Crabb came up with some big plays in the second half as well. We'll get to some of Tom's highlight calls on the other side as we roll along. One more segment on the post-game show before Devon Givens takes over on 97.5 and the Sixers Radio Network. 76ers were trying to catch up on some sleep going into tonight's game in Brooklyn. They've been really busy on the road. San Antonio, OKC, back-to-back ending on Monday in Brooklyn. And the goal for the Sixers tonight to try and get back on track. Brian Seltzer with you from Sixers.com. Here are some of the highlights from the fourth and final game of this road trip. It was a solid start for the Sixers. Ben Simmons scored six out of the first eight points. Joel Embiid getting things going from the perimeter. And the Sixers by four with 8.20 to go in the opening quarter, going right to left in white uniforms. Here's a three by Embiid, shot in the air, and that's good. Timeout, Brooklyn. Kenny Atkinson says timeout. Yeah, that made it 14-7, to and within the first three and a half minutes of the game, the Sixers had gone two for two from outside the arc, and if you follow these things closely, you would probably know that they went two for 26 from outside the arc in Monday's loss at Milwaukee, so... That was nice to see. It was also nice to see the Sixers build up a nine-point lead, 32-23, into the closing moments of the first quarter. But then a spell hit. The Sixers led 34-30 going into the second. But a nice run by the Nets got them not only back in the game, but in front it was fueled by D'Angelo Russell. They scored 11 of the first 13 points of quarter number two. The Sixers were searching for some sort of response. And then Ben Simmons flicked the hard-driving switch. And Brooklyn by four, 43-39. Here's Simmons blowing by everybody. Reverse jam, twists and turns, and the crowd's going crazy. They love fantastic basketball, and Simmons from down under, twists and turns and slams. Two-point game. The old Ben Simmons was trending in the Twitter sphere at one point tonight, probably as a result of that dunk. It was phenomenal. That got the Sixers right back into it, and very encouraging to see J.J. Redick, his first appearance in eight games, getting into a rhythm late in the first half. Back to Redick near side. Dribbles, sidesteps a man, right-hand two-pointer, and he got it. It hit rim, backboard, back to the rim, bounded twice on the rim, and then in. And Redick for what could now be a three-point play. It was, and it put the Sixers in front 50-49, to but Brooklyn answered with the next nine points the Sixers led 65-64 going into intermission. In the third quarter, still very tight, tense, back-and-forth pace. Dario Schartz sending the Sixers back into the lead. Five to shoot. Simmons off the dribble to Dario. And charge for three. And that's in. The 76ers with two late shot clock baskets in their last trip. trips. They made it 77-75. D'Angelo Russell again late in the third, rearing his very impactful head, and he put the Nets up 91-88 going into the fourth. Two quick baskets by the Sixers gave them the lead back. Then 11 straight points by the Nets. The run started with a three from Nick Stauskas and ended on a two from Jaleel Okafor. But the Sixers wouldn't let the Nets get too far away. Joel Embiid with a late flurry in the fourth. Joel catches, following extended left side, left hand dribble, backing in on Jared Allen. Allen bangs into him, three to shoot. Embiid on the move, he's got to put it up. He does it the basket and scores it off the glass in the nick of time. Joel Embiid makes it a four point game. 
2.05 to go. Brooklyn got it back, made it 113-107, then two really big missed opportunities by the Sixers. A turnover followed by Robert Covington splitting threes, missed the second. Sixers not able to get the loose ball rebound after that as Brooklyn ends up with an eight-point win tonight. Final notes from the final stat sheet in this evening's game. The 76ers shot just over 47% from the field. Brooklyn 50.5%. Sixers 7 of 18 from outside the arc. Brooklyn was 13 of 32. That was a big difference. Sixers 29 of 34 from the line. That helped them. Brooklyn also steady at 25 of 28. The Sixers, best rebounding team in the league in terms of uh, rebounds per game. They were outdone by six on the glass tonight. Brooklyn also had them on the offensive boards. A season low, eight turnovers for the Sixers, 14 for Brooklyn. Spencer Dinwiddie and D'Angelo Russell, big for the Nets. They combined for 49 points. Jarrett Allen had 16 and 12. Damari Carroll with 15 and Allen Crabb with 14. For the Sixers, Joel Embiid, 29 and 14. Ben Simmons with 24, 2 and 7. 20 for J.J. Redick in his return. He was 3 of 4 from outside the arc. And a dozen for Dario Sarch to go along with six rebounds and four assists. Three ties, 21 lead changes tonight in the loss. The 76ers have now dropped three in a row. They're 24-24, and 24, while the Brooklyn Nets take game one of the four-game Atlantic Division series uh, and are 19-33 and 33 on the season. Important, important, Eastern Conference games on the horizon. Friday, nationally televised game at the center, 8 o'clock against the Miami Heat. That's followed up by a road game on Saturday against Indiana. And then the Sixers have Washington back at home next Monday. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.